everyone. This is Sarah back again with another podcast. I hope you guys are doing well and keeping safe. So today we are going to be talking about a couple reminders about the LGBTQ plus community that we might need some refreshers about. So if you are an ally to the community, this is for you. And if you are a community member, this is also for you. It applies to everybody. And today's extra special because we have a guest on today. So I invited my girlfriend Megan to come on the podcast today. Um, I'll tell you a bit about her first. So she is a third year pre-med student and she has been a very active member of the community for a long time. She has known her identity for a long time so I wanted to invite her because you know she knows a lot about these topics and she can offer a lot of insight so that is what is going to happen unfortunately the audio kind of was really bad for a couple segments so it's just going to be me but she'll come in later I'm just going to be using her points and relaying those onto you. So, without further ado, let's get started. Alrighty, so let's get into what this podcast is actually about. So we're going to be talking about four different reminders. So the first one is the fetishizing and dismissal of lesbian and woman-love-woman relationships. Second one is although by erasure. Then we'll talk about TERFs, and finally we'll talk about uh, language and why it's so important and some exercises you can do to improve your language within the community. So first topic is fetishizing and the dismissal of women-love-woman relationships. So this one is very close to home for myself and Megan, obviously. Um, So it's, this has a lot of personal experience that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. So hope you enjoy that. So first, the, I just want to give you the definition of fetishizing, if you're not aware of it. So it's to make something the object of a sexual fetish, or is it's to have an excessive, any rational commitment to or obsession with something or someone. We see fetishizing a lot in the LGBTQ plus community, and we also see it a lot in, with different races. You know, people will fetishize different races, and it's super disheartening because people fetishize them. For their benefit, but in real life, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care about racism, they don't care about homophobia, they don't care about transphobia, you know? So it's basically some like they're fetishizing to benefit them. Okay, so we're talking about fetishizing and specifically with males. So I'm going to give you an example of what Megan and I have experienced with that. This is um, the most distinct one, I think, that we want to share. 
So basically, Megan and her guy friend were walking. I passed by, waved hello, then left. And right after I left, he whispered into Megan's ear something very um, explicit and sexual and very inappropriate about our relationship and myself. And that was it. And it was completely random and super inappropriate. It's something that, you know, caught Megan off guard and just she felt very uncomfortable with it, but whatever. So that's a very distinct one that always comes to mind when we talk about fetishizing. Because he thought, oh, I can just say this stuff because it's normal society to fetishize lesbians, right? Like, as long as it's benefiting their male gaze, it's a-okay, right? And another example is sometimes if one of my friends, a guy friend, will watch a music video, there was these two girls kissing, he was into it, whatever. But whenever I talked about either just the LGBTQ plus community or my relationship, whatever, he got uncomfortable. So if it's not benefiting them, then it doesn't matter. Like that's, it always has to result in them and sex when that's not what it's about because lesbians, it's two women. It's not about men at all. And sometimes it's not about sex for their relationship. And also they should not even be in that conversation at all. So that is the uh, male side of it with the fetishizing. Uh, When we talk about the women's side of it, it's fetishizing and also the dismissal of lesbians and women love women relationships so the main example with this one is and i'm sure you have all seen it before it's very common either on social media or in person people will say my girlfriend my wifey blah 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 when they're talking about their best friend and this is our pet peeve (laughs) And I'm sure I speak for a lot of women love women relationships. It's so annoying because when the when you use the language of girlfriend and wifey in terms of your best friend, it dismisses our relationship completely. Our love of our relationship, our whole being of a relationship is completely gone and whenever I use the term girlfriend it is seen as my friend. Megan is my friend, lovely, (laughs) and we are not valid anymore and I know it seems like petty to be concerned about one little word but it's frustrating because the work that we have put into it, and even like the struggle that lesbians of the past has put into us being able to even be in a relationship right now is dismissed, right? And it's so minuscule 
and I understand that. And this is not, you know, the deepest issue in the world right now. But it is something so small that I just wanted to remind people about. And that can actually really make a change and just make people feel better about their relationships and about their identities, right? And it's really hard because they can use that language. You know, straight women can use that language of girlfriend and wifey or whatever. And but they still have that privilege of being straight. They don't have to worry about um, the discrimination that they might face because at the end of the day, they're in a heteronormative society and they benefit from that. Whereas Megan and I have worried about discrimination and have worked towards being more out in public and but it gets dismissed because they can just say girlfriend and it's chill <laughs> um an example of this is when i'm talking or just it's not even like this example is not really about using the term girlfriend but just like how straight women don't really care <laughs> like it's the same with men like if it doesn't benefit them, it doesn't matter, right? So this one is just, I was basically talking to my friend about uh, Megan and blah, blah, blah. And then the other person was sitting right next to her, listening to this whole conversation, but said nothing about us. Whereas if we were talking about a boy, she'd be all in it. So we see this like subtle, subtle discrimination against lesbians and being uncomfortable with the concept so much. And it's it's disheartening, you know? It just invalidates us. And as petty as it might seem, we just want the same reaction as straight couples do when they talk about their partner. And that's just what we want, you know? It's it's sad because we're just getting diminished. The work that we've put into the relationship, the loving relationship that we have made together is diminished and we are no longer valid to society. So please, please, please stop using the term girlfriend if you're referring to your friend. Stop using the term wifey. Stop benefiting off your straight privilege. Um, call out fetishizing of women love women relationships and stop being uncomfortable with us and with the whole community because our relationships are not for your sexual gratification. It's not for your gratification at all. It's for us. It's not yours. It's ours. <laughs> so please stay out of it and help us become valid in society. So <laughs> thank you so much for helping us with that. 
Alright, so our next topic and reminder is that bisexual people are valid and how society needs to stop erasing bisexuality, which is bi erasure. So, Megan, what does that mean to you? Um, well, to me and things that I've witnessed regarding bi erasure and just like society's acceptance of bisexuality, I've just come to realize that there isn't as much acceptance as people think. You know, when we see movies or TV shows that has like a bi character, we're like, okay, well, you know, maybe the world's getting better. But like, if you think a lot of I'll think a lot about, like, various bisexual people in life. There's so much more bisexuality in real life than that's portrayed in the media. Yeah. Which is, like, another way that bisexual people are erased, or even and other LGBT people, too. Like, I've come to the conclusion that, like, obviously growing up LGBT and growing up a lesbian and coming out of the closet, that LGBT people are so much more prominent than we think. And... Most of all, I think bisexual people are more prominent than we think. I think sexuality is something that can be considered fluid. And a lot of people who identify as bi can attribute to that. And bi erasure is quite common, especially, you know, in trying to uphold society's, like, standards of beliefs like putting labels on people like you know the fact that you're bi you think okay well that's a label people would be okay with that but a lot of the time people hear oh you're bisexual and let's say you're a um like a bisexual woman they'll be like oh well you're just a stupid lesbian either or you're just straight but you just like want to be in the in crowd like as if being gay is a trend i wish (laughs) and then like if you're a bisexual man, that toxic masculinity from society is like, oh, he's just a gay man. Like, he's just like, you know, because he's like, because if he's even slightly feminine, anyone will say, like, he's just gay, but he's like, says he likes girls to be like, perceived to fit in with society. Or, you know, it's just like that. Or they're like, he's not bi at all. But more often than not, it's, oh, he's just gay. Yeah. And that, in a way, is, first of all, it's homophobic, because you're saying being gay is bad. But second of all, it's erasing bisexuality and its entirety. Yeah. Because it's saying then, well, that sexuality doesn't exist. It's just a stepping stone to the true sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, there's been times where, like, I thought I was bisexual for, like, a really long time. And I came to the realization that I'm not. I'm a lesbian. But that, at the time, like that wasn't who I was. I wasn't actually bisexual. I just yeah. had toxic, society, you know, society. But you there, were yeah, I was to. clinging on. But that's a rare circumstance. Mm-hmm. Because if someone, and, and even then, my identity was valid. Yeah. Because at the time, that's how I felt. Yeah, your, your identity is going to change. And like, yeah. your labels are going to change if you choose them. And that's yeah. okay. Exactly. And that's something I think society is to get like over like they're wound so tightly around what life has to be and what you have to be and if you're anything different or you change or you evolve then you were never that before but I don't think that that's you know I just think being put in a box is the reason that bi erasure is so common Mm -hmm. but it's like oh not that box that's that box that you were in that's not that good let's put you in a different box 
things. Yeah. That's what I think people think with bisexuality. And also what they don't realize is that bisexuality doesn't mean like always 50% you like men, 50% Mm -hmm. you like women. For some people it can be like 80% like men, 20, like, you know, 20% like women. And it's also, I think one misconception is it's always men and women. Yeah. When that's saying like, oh, there's only two genders then. So it's important to know that, you know, you don't, maybe men isn't in your no, definition. No, because bisexuality but... is just attraction to more than one gender. Yeah, so it it's doesn't usually... just mean female and male. Yeah, which I think a lot of people forget. Yeah. So it's important to And know. then, but then people are like, in, in extension of that, then they're like, but what's the point of pansexuality? Mm-hmm. But the. There is a differentiation between the two. Like, bisexuality falls under pansexuality. But they're different because you can be, like, you, you'll, you if you're, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but, like. It's, like, because, yeah, for a long time, like, I identified as pansexual because, like, I didn't care. Like, pansexual is just, like, I don't care your genitalia yeah. or anything. It's yeah, just or like, what gender you identify no, as. it's just hearts not parts yeah right whereas bisexuality like you do care like it, yeah. you do have a you have a preference which is yeah. fine like you know to have that and like bisexuality could be like you're attracted to female presenting non-binary people yeah. and women do you know what i mean yeah. like that that's or and that i guess like more than anything bisexuality doesn't really fall under pansexuality it falls under polysexual which is, like, the identification of more than one, you know, attracted to specific yeah. more than one genders. So, you know, like, you can be pan and, in a way, also bisexual because, like, it's an attraction of more genders. But they're different, you know. Yeah. And your identification or your choice of identification between pan or bi, that's up to you. Yeah. It's going to mean something different. Yeah, it means something different to every person. And I think that, that people also are like pissed about that yeah like they're like oh why does it have to be so many different labels but for like bisexual and pans like, why can't it just be bi or why can't it just be pan but it's like whatever makes people feel comfortable why does it yeah. matter to you so yeah i don't and know sometimes like yes like labels can be harmful but sometimes it's really good and it's comforting to know like like finally have something that you're like oh my god that is me yeah it finally makes sense yeah so, I yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I just, like, honestly, like, the main point of this discussion is just that, like you said, bisexuality is valid, and it, though it is a label, it can't really be put in a box. No. Because everyone's bisexuality is different. Yeah, and don't assume when they say it that it's, like, men and women 50-50. Yeah. Or that they, like, are actually gay, like, or yeah. more actually straight. Like, if they tell you they're bi, they're bi. And if and they... there's no question. No. And if they decide to tell you, yeah, I have a preference for, like, non-binary people or, like, you know, for women or men or whatever preference they have, that's on them to tell you and not your... You have no right to assume otherwise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just don't don't think bisexuality is fake because if it's fake, then a lot of people are lying. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> number two done. Okay. So reminder number three: Do not 
be a turf. <laughs> yes. So in my last podcast, if you listen to it, I talked about swerfs, which were sex worker, exclusionary, radical feminists. And this is transgender, exclusionary, radical feminists. And this one, unfortunately, happens a lot in the LGBT Q community, which is really sad. So, Megan, expand. (laughs) Alrighty, so, well, like Sarah said, TERFs happen a lot in the LGBT community, like, which is frustrating because it's like they want it to be, like, LGB. Like, that's what they want. Like, they don't... They skip the T. They skip the T. And a lot of the time, they're they're extreme, from what I've noticed, they're, you know, obviously in the title, it's extremist. Mm-hmm. You know, but they kind of embrace that, like that title. Like they're like, yeah, I am an extremist. And a lot of the time, they're not so upset by the fact that um, women will transition into men, but they're more so upset that if someone goes from male to female, mm-hmm. because to them, they believe that trans women are just men who are predators mm-hmm. and are trying to like. I don't know, like, sexually assault women, which is so stupid and transphobic because bold of you to assume that if a man wanted, didn't, like, if he was, if he wanted to sexually assault a woman, he wouldn't just do it because that they already do. Do you know what I mean? Sexual assaults happen anyway. Why would they transition to do that? Like, what, what power do you gain from society hating you? Yeah. Like, to be a trans woman is one of the most hated like you're one of the most hated people in by society especially if you're a trans woman of color so if you're transitioning just to like assault people that doesn't make like where in logic does that make sense and that's where turfs get off like they think that's that's what trans women are for them and then when it comes to trans men which is like female uh to male they think that trans men are basically like women who are uncomfortable with themselves and like want to have power in society and so then believe they have to become men to be powerful mm-hmm. which is so stupid as well because you can have power as a woman i mean look at the current times not that women don't experience discrimination because we still do at disproportionate amounts but why would someone go through like i said all of the trauma of transitioning all the trauma of coming out to people all the trauma of the world treating you differently just like all of the pain that trans people go through just for that like you have to go through if you decide to depending on your transition journey if you decide to like have surgery that stuff is so painful Mm -hmm. like this is a surgery these are surgical procedures of very intimate areas of your of your body they're not fun you know and also financially yes super super yeah like it's especially in places where it's not like you can't get no where it's not covered by insurance or anything that's so expensive that's you know, you're going to be in, for most people, they're in debt for a long time, or they just can't do it, so they don't. Yeah. And, but yeah, TERFs are incredibly, they're terrible. I remember once on Tumblr, how I just originally discovered what a TERF was when I was about 15 or something. I was just scrolling through Tumblr, and someone put out a post, and they were like, hey, unfollow this person, try to get them blocked or reported or whatever, because they're an extreme, like, extreme, extreme TERF. So they're like, on even though turfs are bad they were really bad they had like drawings of like trans people being murdered they were an artist like a famous tumblr artist and oh my gosh yeah and then they like came out 
as a turf, and they were a lesbian. Yeah, see, it's always, always. Yeah. In the, not always, but, like. But quite common. It's really sad because, you know, like, you, like, what I said in the last podcast, like, like, we kind of expect it from outer society a lot of the time. Yeah, to be, to be like, hated on, yeah. or, like, whatever. But, like. The LGBTQ plus community is supposed to be loving and accepting. Like yeah. it's you're supposed to, it's supposed to be the place where you feel safe. But now, yeah. it doesn't even feel safe. I mean, not even just now. It's always been like that. Yeah. Like during like, I mean, look at like the LGBT community in the past. Even then, the LGBT community has been racist. Oh yeah. Like the LGBT community is still quite often racist it still has by erasure even in the community and now we have turfs as well which i'm sure we've always had turfs but they just didn't have a term they're coming (laughs) yeah and they're kind of congregating and they're like like i said like the the woman who was a lesbian she was literally she she said that trans women are like predators like no which is it's just not true like Mm -hmm. that the pain that you have to go through to like, finally discover yourself as a trans woman, why would that all just be to be a predator? If men want to, if men want to be a predator, they already are. Yeah, and, it seems like they're, the turfs are just trying to make excuses and be course. like, like, it's bad, but here's why. Yeah. So it's justified. Yeah, but the problem is, is then, like, people who don't understand, like, trans people or don't have that education see that. Yeah. And then they think that trans people are predators or are like misleaded or mentally unwell you Mm -hmm. know and then that just creates more turfs yeah and it sucks because like i like you said the lgbt community is supposed to be a good place but like how are you as a trans person gonna feel safe yeah if you know that there's people out there who are in your community who hate you Mm -hmm. like there's no place they can be safe which is so stressful and not even in the LGBTQ community, but also in the feminist community. Yeah. Like, big time, like, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, she's, a, she's like, classified as one of, like, she mm-hmm. used to be one of the big feminists. And yeah. obviously she's done a lot of cringy stuff, which has come out over these years. Like, literally saying Dumbledore was gay, but never writing about it. Just being like, haha, here you go, you stupid gays. Here's your, here's your little tidbit of gayness for you. Hope you're happy. Yeah. But, like, this stuff where her transphobia, where she literally wrote, like, essays mm-hmm. on her transphobia. Like, what? And was saying, like, why are you giving, like, period products to yeah. make everybody, only women get it? Yeah. Like, it's just so, so hurtful. And uneducated. Like, it's blatantly Yeah, it's uneducated. literally uneducated. It's so dumb. Like, you do realize trans men, some get their periods. Mm-hmm. Like, you are so ignorant to assume otherwise. Just, like, learn some science. It literally, it's basic science. And, like, people who say that, being transgender isn't backed up with science it's so false yeah it's been proven by like scans of the brain different Mm -hmm. tests that people who are trans have the same brain like waves and the same brain function as the gender they identify as so like if someone's coming you coming at you saying transphobic things always just back it up by science yeah because you can't argue with that no you can't and and you can always learn like if you look it up online um, you can learn that pe- it's because the main argument is that oh, but they're chromosomes, they're chromosomes, they're chromosomes. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares, sir? 
Like, that's such a big problem to them that their chromosomes are wacky to them. Like, they're like, oh, but you'll always have, like, XY chromosomes, so, you know, you'll never be a woman. But that's such bullshit because if you literally look at genetic science, there are people born with a variety of different chromosomes, and there's also people who are born intersex. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's completely dismissing them. Yeah, you're dismissing people who are literally born outside of the gender binary Mm -hmm. because you are uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and you're also just, like, dismissing the fact that they're a person. Who cares about their chromosomes? Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's a, I know a little girl who literally one part of her chromosome fell off. Like, broke off. And now she has, like, intense seizures. Are you gonna say, like, she's not a girl anymore because she doesn't have a part of one of her chromosomes? Yeah. No. She identifies as a girl, and so she is. Mm-hmm. So why are chromosomes the most important thing? No one knows your chromosomes except for your, like, geneticist. Like, yeah, it's just... It's a, no one's business. No one. It's an unimportant fact. Life is much too short to focus on those tiny things. Mm-hmm. Like, to, that's your focus in life. Like, being like, oh, but this trans person, they're chromosomes. Or another thing I've heard, like, from TERFs is they're like, you know, one day when you die and, like, archaeologists dig up your bones, you're going to be classified as a male or classified as a female because your bones will be like that. Like, you'll still have male bones. Oh what the heck, you weirdo? You care about my bones? Yeah. Like, you're thinking about when I die and, like, 400 years in the future, they find my rickety old <laughs> bones and they're like, this was a male. This was a female. Like, that's kind of creepy that you're thinking about yeah, my bones. that is. <laughs> like, that's weird. Like, I feel bad, like, because trans people are getting it from all sides. They're getting it from society, they're getting it from other LGBT people, they're getting it from feminists, which is annoying because as feminists, we are supposed to be include, like, inclusive, oh my goodness, what's the word? Inclusive of all all genders, inclusive of all people, and have intersectionality. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. I just couldn't think about it for a sec, but (laughs) yeah, that's the point of feminism, and obviously... There's discrepancies between different feminisms, you know, like, radical feminists are not, you know, they don't... That's a whole other discussion. Yeah, that's a whole discussion, but the point of the story is the LGBT community has a lot of work to do. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Which is sad, because it shouldn't, but it does. So, hike up your boots and get our crap together. And don't be a turf. That's and about call it. Call out the turfs. Yep. And and back it up with facts. And back it up with facts. They can't fight facts, and if they no. do, then then they just they're they don't they're, they're never gonna change. Yeah. Yeah. But lead by example, everyone. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. So our last tip and reminder is all about language. So, and most importantly pronouns so we forgot to say our pronouns at the start yeah but i use she her i also use she her yeah so something like that like i would love to see it way more common yeah in society because it's just so important it really is and it would be nice to see it normalized yeah like every time you introduce yourself or whatever just be like i use Blank, blank pronouns. Yeah, and I know that people are uncomfortable with that, but 
that breaks the boundaries of assuming someone's gender. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes it better for people who might not identify as what society would see them as, like, as they appear physically. Yeah. So I think that'd be nice. And also the basis of this is that language matters. Yes. You know, what you say, how you say it affects people. Mm-hmm. And it affects life. And people are always like, why do people get so upset about, oh, it's just, I just meant this. Like, it was just a joke. Or, like, you know, like, I'm not saying that. Like, that matters. Your words will affect those yeah. who are listening. And, and your actions do as well. But most of all, I think just language is more important than society believes. Yeah. Like... People, like, need validation. Yeah. And they deserve it, too. Because if you're using wrong pronouns for somebody, like, that hurts. Oh, for sure. So, like, don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, and if someone tells you you're using the wrong pronouns, don't get upset. No. It's just a learning thing. Just apologize and be like, I'm so sorry. I need to be better. Like... What pronouns would you prefer? Yeah. And I think I think it's hard for in my experience older generations yeah. using them and getting used to having someone transition yeah, and using definitely. a different. And I think the best thing is just try. Yeah. Because if you're not making the consistent effort to use the right pronouns for someone, yeah. Then that just makes it all worse and disrespects them yeah a hundred percent I mean like even from what I noticed like in high school I had a trans guy move to our school and he had gone to like another school previous and they had all known him by his dead name Mm. and all of the teachers misgendered him probably like Um, a million times and it sucks because it's like an it's to them, it's, like, embarrassing to have to correct your teacher in front of the entire yeah, class. they shouldn't have to do that. No, like, that that's so stressful. Like, I have a hard time even, like, answering questions in class in high school. Yeah. And now they have to be, like, um, she or he, you know, like, mm-hmm. to correct them. And it's just, like, it's just frustrating. And I get it's hard. I know it's a learning process, but at the same time, I just think if if that language was more normalized, like asking pronouns and just like recognizing that physical appearance really isn't everything, that it would be easier. Yeah. And even like just starting with the basics, because when like I asked my parents, what are your pronouns? Like just as a practice for them, like yeah. they're like, what are pronouns? Yeah. Right. So like, like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. why do I have to say that? So, it's, like, people don't no. know that no. it's a part of our life. Exactly. But, like, and what makes me really mad is that when I have that discussion with some older people or just, like, other people, even even people our age are really problematic, mm-hmm. um, they'll be like, I identify as an attack helicopter. Like, wow, you got the whole yeah. squad laughing like they think it's a joke. It yeah, because like to them it's so like complicated. I'm like if you are so close-minded that you can't recognize that the world is a deep place with a bunch of different identities and people despite your perception of it, then you really need to educate yourself because gender and like gender identity is all based in colonization. Yeah, because 
if you look at most of like tribes and people of color and indigenous people from various lands, like they have groups of people who identify out of society's mm-hmm. gender binary. Yeah. And that's because, you know, before colonization, that was not important. Mm-hmm. It wasn't important if you identified as, you know, like as non-binary. You, you know, like what about two-spirit people? Yeah. You know, they consider to have both female and male spirits. Yeah. You know, it's just like the comprehension of letting go of that, letting go of that colonized belief system that everything has to be like that. Everything mm-hmm. has to be that if everything's the way that it is, it's simple. But in fact, it's actually more simple to just like accept people the way they say they are. Yeah. It's more simple to recognize that life is complex than to leave it as simple, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah. We just need to unlearn a lot of yeah. things. Unlearn the colonizer's way. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. Just, um, I'm not saying it's easy. Like, I'm not saying that it could happen in a blink of an eye. It's something no. that we all have to work on our internal biases Mm-hmm. you know every single one of us yeah especially need- as white as two white women we have yeah. things to work on mm-hmm. and that's something that we will continue to work on every day but I just think that like you said language is important and just yeah. saying like she her like asking someone's pronouns should be a commonplace yeah or and- even just like do little exercises yeah. with yourself like there was this one exercise where you basically are describing a date you had with someone without yeah. using any, with only using, like, they, them pronouns. Yeah, which so, is like, really cool. Yeah, so that helps you practice, and, because that's good to use, like, they, them yeah. before you actually know if they use they, them. Yeah. Should, yeah. So just do, like, little practices like that using different kind of pronouns. Yeah, I do. Th- I think that's a good idea. And another thing is, is people are really uncomfortable with they, them. Yeah. Like, one, oh, one time in English class, I wrote about Laverne Cox, mm-hmm. and I used um, they, them pronouns for her when I was talking about before she transitioned. Yeah. And also she, and then I, and I kind of mix it between using she, her as well, because she is a a trans woman. Yeah. And my teacher pulled me, like, after class and after he read it, and he was like, I think you need to say he, him when you're talking about her pre-transition, because the class might get confused and not understand. But and then he was she was she's never, never a man she's a woman mm-hmm. and then like he was like also they them is grammatically incorrect because it means like plural who cares mm-hmm. like life is not that like like why are you nitpicking these small things mm-hmm. like if that's like once again like I said if that's what you focus on in life you're gonna have a really hard life <laughs> just chill yeah. like it's really just like accept people for who they are like. I'm not saying, like, accept pedophiles or something terrible. That's different. Don't, but a lot of people are like, so you're just saying we should accept that? No, that's not the same thing. Being someone who hurts people and being a trans woman or being a lesbian or being a bi person is not the same as being a predator or being, like, some monster, you know? Like, so 
yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is that even now people are uncomfortable. Educators are uncomfortable with that, yeah. which is sad because you're going to be dealing with youth who are going to be dealing with like confusing gender and sexuality. Yeah. You may not see it, but I'm telling you, there are kids, a bunch of kids, who are going to be dealing with that problem. And you should be the one to support them. Exactly. I know. That 1%. Exactly. Because, like, not all their parents are going to support them. No. And not that I'm saying that educators should be everything, because you they already have a lot of work on their plate. But, but it's basic It's rights. basic. Yeah, it's basic rights and common knowledge. Like, why would you tell me to use her like dead name and yeah. her dead pronouns mm-hmm. like that's not who she is she's never been a man it's like saying it's like them using he him pronouns on you yeah like it that wouldn't be acceptable no i would literally cry if someone well you know actually i have one time <laughs> at the airport when i was flying from uh new zealand to canada i had short hair because i had lice <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I know. New Zealand had a lice breakout at school because tropical. Anywho, oh. but so then literally the flight attendant was like, Oh, does your brother want like a drink? And I literally cried. <laughs> because being misgendered sucks. Yeah. And like when you identify as a woman And you're not even No, and yeah. you're not I'm not like, you know, it hurts, so I can't imagine how it feels to be a trans person. Because I could always grow my hair out, you know? But a trans person can't always snap their fingers and present, like, in a way that it, they're hidden from yeah. as a trans person. And not all trans people are, like, cis-passing. No. So, ugh, it's and just... And that's, like, that's a whole no. other thing, too. Yeah, I could go off about that, too. Because, like, but... you shouldn't, if you're, like, you shouldn't have to present no. the way that your gender is so basically just (laughs) once again the point of this is just watch what you say like it's not hard to to be considerate it's really not it doesn't affect your language at all and if you are like but then i can't say this maybe you shouldn't be saying it in the first place yeah if it's affecting people then maybe not (laughs) yeah some things are just rude point and you have to accept that and grow from it exactly that's not like a negative shoot at your character that you're like, oh, you're such a piece of garbage. Like, you're just go away into a hole and die. No one said that. Just grow from what you've yeah. learned. Like, you could be a terrible person and people could dislike you a lot because of what you say. I know people like that. But you can grow. Mm-hmm. You have the capability to change and educate yourself and become someone that those people forgive and like. Yeah. You're not a stagnant figure. Mm. Human beings will evolve and grow, despite what people That's say. That's the point. Exactly. <laughs> of life. It is. So So use the right pronouns. And use the right language. And use the right language. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the end of this podcast. Uh, I enjoyed having some company on here it's nice to be here (laughs) (laughs) thanks so just remember don't fetishize lesbians or women love women relationships yeah we're not a fantasy trust me no (laughs) (laughs) um by erasure is bad very bad don't be a turf call out the turfs yeah and use the right language and use right pronouns yep 
So that is all. Um, hopefully it was a little bit educating just to rejog your memory of how to be <laughs> a good person to the LGBTQ plus community. Yep, and hopefully, you know, we crack some laughs in the midst of our serious conversation as well. Yes. <laughs> so, but most of all, we hope you take something away from what we talked about that can help you in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will help a lot of people and make people feel very valid Yeah, if you do these things. So, see you later and have a wonderful day.